0: mess around. We need another five out there.
1: Rupert, what is your old DJ name, by
0: the way? Your DJ name? Do you guys know that? Rupert? Photek.
1: That's Photek, you guys. Like the most badass DJ ever. He's it.
0: There's another five right over there. There's another five right there. That's 15 right there. Let's get another few more. We need a few more. We got another 5,000 out there somewhere. I know it. I can feel it. I'm pretty sure if you're wearing a white shirt and you lost something. There it is! There's another $5,000 right there. Is this important out here. No, I If you lost something earlier and you haven't spent shit tonight, you should maybe have. She day. said a chainsaw, bro. Oh. Well, actually, table saw. Table saw, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, okay, alright, how about... I feel like there's one more in the audience. Yes. Okay. I feel like there's one more in the audience. Is there one more in Come on, come on. We can also split that up. Does anybody want to go 2,500? 2, or 2,500.
1: 20, or 2,500. If you want 2,500, yeah. just hold up the number two. Is that 2,500? 2,500. If you want 2,500, hold up the number two. Hold up the number two. And we'll have 2,500 for you for this. We can definitely use a
0: few of those. And if you want to bring in a 1,000, hold up the number one. Hold up the number one for us. There it is, 1,000, it's 34. There's 1,000 right there. At 23, there it is. These are all 1,000. Hey,
1: hey Patterson, you're not famous enough to not have a number up. It's all so you have. So we got 1,000. We got 1,000 right here, number 102. Anybody else at 1000 dollars Just hold up your number with a number one for me. There it is, number 431. Number 342, number 102, do we get all those? If you want 2,500, hold up to number two. If you want on a thousand, let's hold up to number one. Did you get them yet? Did you get them yet? Did you, you? got some bitch? I, think so. just I mean, what does he
0: want? A trip to tusty? Anybody else? Anybody else? 1,000,
1: hold up the number one. 2,500, hold up the number two. Where's the woman that flies a helicopter? Where is she? Does she leave? Is that a thousand for you, sir? There's a thousand. Do you have a number for me? Do you have a number? Or should we just be like that dude?
0: Alright, this not the number. Wow, this is amazing.
2: out here, moving uh, all the equipment out here. Oh my gosh! Thanks, everything. thank you so much for You're having awesome. us. We had so much thanks, fun guys. tonight. I love you. Thank you. Oh my God! Thank you. And so I realized I'm singing uh, songs from West Side Story. I think that's what I need to do is uh, Kurt sings West Side Story, and it's just me, my voice. I'm singing it acoustic. Like, let's test it out.
0: This podcast is, uh, more than meets the eye. And now, a bedtime story. I'm about to fall asleep. So I'm gonna tell you a bedtime story. There is a person. They are very, very fatigued. They are very, very tired. You know this to be true. It is that feeling of exhaustion and just sleepy, 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 sleepy. So this person is very, very, very sleepy, sleepy, sleepy like you are. And what they do is they close their eyes and they put on some binaural beats about lucid dreaming and they just put that on and they get very... from each quadrant of their body first their left shoulder their breathing and more sand is being poured out they go like this down their body until all of it is gone this is what happens When one is very, very relaxed. When they're so relaxed. They are hypnotized. Hypnotized. And. And. They want to be in dreamland. This is the way to do it. This is the way to do it and oh, well oh, this a podcast is extraordinary hmm Thank you. I appreciate it.
2: I was just thinking, um, I recently read about all of these Chilean uh, religious leaders are found guilty of pedophilia. And Which then led me to this article about some—not pope—I don't know what they call him, bishop—who um, was caught for pedophilia, and they sent him away on, you know, some Catholic hideaway camp for years and years of penance for what he did. And of course, the conspiracy theorist to me goes you know I'm thinking any any organization can af- release an official statement anybody can do that but does that mean that that thing is happening and what does his penance mean how long is that how long is that does it do regular laws have no effect on religious leaders but it got me to thinking and then I just ended up seeing a bunch of other you know like in the article it's saying oh we you know we'll look into this cuz there's no oh oh and that's the other thing too about buckingham palace there's some some guy who said when he was 16 there was some you know really questionable stuff going on in the royal family so now the royal family issues the statement oh we deeply apologize we need to look into this and well anyone can issue a statement like that and what does look into this mean and so it just got me to thinking. Wow, how interesting would that be? Instead of corporations, you got this story or a movie where, instead of corporations placing blame on someone else or saying, "Oh no, that's that didn't happen," or you you see where they <clears throat> they issue an apology and they go, "We are so sorry. We knew this was happening. We will take the consequences." Yes, we we you know for our penance, we're going to. Donate X amount of money to schools, or <laughs> I don't know, saving the environment, uh, planting trees. We're gonna spend one billion dollars in planting trees. We're gonna we're gonna donate one billion out of our seven hundred bazillion billions. We're gonna donate one of those billions to buying a whole buttload of seeds and planting, planting them, planting trees. So, reminds me of a little bit of the uh, movie Yes Men, where the guys they go around and they end up presenting. They end up like on behalf of these organizations. Let's say, if, let's say Exxon, and uh, they spill a bunch of oil or something. These guys, they're like Alan Abel. They go out there and they dress up as these official people and they uh, and they issue these official apologies and and you know say that oh yeah we are going to donate X amount of money. To your organization because of this terrible thing we did, and then all of a sudden, then these corporations come out. And they're like, w- we didn't actually, you know, we didn't say that. We didn't say that. So now, they have to hear themselves say, "No, we are not those charitable people." <laughs> they have to, they have to, they have to just hear themselves say that out loud. They have to come to grips with, "No, no, no, I am not that." I'm not that person who did the right thing that you're talking about. <laughs> that is not us. So, I thought that'd just be great. That'd just be great. You got these corporations. Oh, yes, so sorry. Oh, yes, yes. We, so sorry. Yes, with the sexual harassment stuff in our corporations. Like Vice. You heard about Vice. Turns out that these guys were, you know, just treating their women employees terribly. And uh, now it's finally come to light. And so... Like, oh yes, yes, we know that. Okay, we're sorry, and you know, in uh, as as to show how sorry we are, we're going to donate. You know, half of our sales uh, throughout two thousand, the rest of two thousand eighteen, we're going to donate. We're going to give to the uh, the shelters. You know, the abused women shelters. That would be neat. That would be cool, right?
0: Well, this podcast is a overwhelmingly extraordinary.
2: Projecto began as a project for my friends and family during one Christmas. I didn't have much money, and I took a bunch of short stories and prose, made an activity book out of it, and I put it, uh, each copy was in a folder. The folder had like a three-ring binder aspect to it, so I I hole-punched probably about 40 pages put it in there and it had things in there where I'd drop certain portions and then people would had to fill in the other areas or I'd say okay I start a haiku you finish it or write a haiku about this or so then in, in one of the pouches so I I uh, took velcro and I velcroed them shut but inside the pouches were materials that could be used within the activity book for instance I had some crayons in there I had a pen um, an eye patch. I took a bunch of just a series of party favors at uh, one of those party favor stores. And uh, little harmonicas, a tiny book, a little sketchbook. So there are a bunch of bunch of little things. The whole idea was to make this this book interactive. Anyway, I'd like to read this for you now. This is one of the this is the first one that's in that book. I think about 15 people got copies of it, I think. So here we go. Moments before we heard the growls, we trudged across the snow covered prairie with our boots on, and our suits on, and our gloves on, with our hoods tied firmly around our faces. I imagined we were Eskimos on a journey to a place where polar bears bathed, and once we got there, we would tranquilize them with some sort of homemade concoction then drag them back across the prairie to the igloo and cut them up and cook them up and eat them up. Or perhaps we would just spear them down right there and eat them at the bathing place. And while we were eating the polar bears, either at the bathing place or in our igloo, I imagined that some ravenous penguins would come upon us and tranquilize us with some sort of homemade concoction, then drag us back back across the prairie to their bathing place and cook us up, cut us up, eat us up. Or perhaps they would just spear us right there and eat us in our igloo. And while they were eating us, I imagined that a school of ravenous fish would come upon the penguins and tranquilize them with some sort of homemade concoction, then drag them into the water and cut them up and cook them up and eat them up. Or perhaps they would just spear the penguins down right there and eat them in our igloo. While I pondered these ideas, and we came upon the pine tree, they asked me if we should unearth it, then cut it up once we got home, or just cut it up right there. I told them we should probably cut it up once we got home. So I'm here with Philly Ocean. We're, we're waiting for his breakfast taco, and he's he's gonna get a motorcycle soon. He's going to get a really interesting motorcycle. We're going to interview him about this in a moment. We are now exiting the building. Thank you. So, what kind of motorcycle are you getting?
1: Just a side note. I always find it funny when you, like... Smile at somebody, or you say something polite to somebody, yeah. and there's just zero reaction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Like this yeah. guy was just walking into yeah. the taco place. And I'm like, hey guys, how you doing? With the kids, Having yeah, a day? Yeah. Just stone faced. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> so my go to reaction to that now is like, okay, good talk. And
2: then walk <laughs> yeah. away. That's brilliant. Good talk. Come on, guys. Come on. We're all together. Yeah. Sheesh. So, you're getting a new motorcycle. What kind of motorcycle?
1: Um, it is a vintage BMW. It's a 1965 BMW R50 slash 2. And it is gorgeous.
2: So, you test drove one, and what, what was that feeling like when you first test drove
1: it? Um, I think I described it to you yesterday as what did it, euphoric exhilaration or something. it's It's kind of an indescribable feeling in a lot of ways, but... It kind of... I don't know if you have any fans of The Rocketeer, that movie from the 90s, the Disney movie. Oh, yeah. Um, But if I could describe it, it would be something like The Rocketeer zooming along the ground. Oh, my God. It's awesome. I mean, it's really, really awesome. It's also... Like, riding a motorcycle is really fun in an incredibly challenging way because you could die at any second if one little thing goes wrong. And so... um, You have to be so mentally alert of everything that's going on, not only around you, but inside of you, in your head, where your attention is, where your focus is. And, uh, because if, if you, if you kind of lose concentration for one second, that could be the moment that a car pulls out in front of you or somebody swerves or a rock is in the road that you have, you have to avoid, you know? And and so it's kind of like (laughs) terrifyingly challenging and fun all at the same
2: time. Now, have you, has this inspired you? I think it would inspire me. Has it inspired you to want to look at all those old uh, movies about motorcycles? All those motorcycle movies where the main characters drove motorcycles?
1: Uh, Now it does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great idea. What it really has gotten me into is um, kind of the history of motorcycles and motorcycle design and i mean i've always I've always always had a deep interest in antiques and vintage things. I've had old cars most of my life in some form or another. My dad works on hot rods and you know, restores old trucks and cars and stuff like that. so it's kind of in the blood um but uh what's great about this is that it's more of a hobby. I made the mistake when I was like a late teenager of like buying old cars. As my primary vehicle Just don't do that (laughs) Because what happens when it breaks Is you're screwed And uh, you have to spend a lot of time and money You know getting it to work again So um, This is great because one When I get my bike it's actually going to be frame off Restored It's going to be like a turnkey bike Um, But uh, So it won't need that much work But if it does break down It's not my primary vehicle so I don't need to worry about that, that much. Holy moly. How about man. you? Have you ever been in motorcycles? I
2: grew up with... A, my dad had a motorcycle, so I'd ride on the back of the motorcycle sometimes. And uh, that was a thrill. That was a big thrill. And I remember there was a kid who had a tiny, tiny little... I mean, it was tiny, tiny. Like, it seemed like two feet high, three feet high maybe. little motorcycle that I kind of drove around the block before. And that was fun. And my brother had, my brother Josh has a, has a, a Kawasaki Ninja... Um, but I could definitely imagine, like, watching, you know, rewatching Easy Rider, for instance. I think that would be the first one. And then Motorcycle Diaries. Uh, and then, like, yeah, Andy's movie. Steve McQueen, right? Didn't he... Wasn't he... For some reason, I have images in my mind of on him a on a motorcycle, right? Always. Um, so, looking at those, you know, and then, like, kind of forming those images in my brain while I was on a motorcycle. Like, you know, just imagining that sort of... Um, those soundtrack moments, you know, like, when that happens... That does smell delicious. It's like one of those soundtrack moments kind of like when you were listening, when we were talking yesterday about, what is that? Roy La... Loy... Loy... Roy Le Montania? Lo Montania? What's that Ray La Montagne. That dude, that dude. Um, how like sometimes this music, mm-hmm. you were saying that that certain mood that it has, you want to listen to it when you're in a certain... Um, yeah. going through a certain state of mind so it could almost kind of serve as a soundtrack and yep. so I could kind of imagine that happening watching these watching these movies and it's serving sort of as like the soundtrack, this visual in my brain of like yeah, I'm that dude in that movie right now I'm Dennis Hopper on this freaking motorcycle yeah. I can imagine that just kind of filtering oh, yeah. through the brain That'd be so awesome, dude Heck, maybe even like the motorcycle movies that take place in Los Angeles, you know, that, that would be kind of neat because then you could go around and maybe even I can imagine like taking photos in these particular spots. Like, oh yeah, this one's from this movie. That one's from that movie. Mm. That's a good idea. You said actually you went up to the observatory on your motorcycle, and I think mm-hmm. James Dean.
1: I don't yeah, know if he Rebel drove a motorcycle. A cause was shot up there. Did
2: he drive a motorcycle in that movie or no? Mm-hmm. Oh, he did. I oh, that's so, yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, I believe so. Always Excuse me, m- listeners. I'm eating a breakfast burrito.
2: Always make sure, ladies and gentlemen. Going,
1: going back, back to Oxnard.
2: Back, back to Oxnard, Oxnard, where the oxen run free. Where the oxen run free.
1: What's average life expectancy in the United States?
2: Life expectancy in the United States is about
0: 78.8 years.
2: That's so crazy. There's got to be a way to hi- to like hack into that of you know, being able to like let's say make your family dog live longer or you know, there's got to be something it's like you hear about these people in these little like these little tiny Asian islands and they're living to be like a hundred and ten. <laughs> I mean they're living to be really, really long. So there must be something in their water or something that they're eating that's that's helping that out.
1: There's certainly some contributing factors,
2: right? Yeah. And yeah, you're yeah, it is very strange that mm. certain creatures have certain you know life. Book spans. You love?
1: The book, Outliers, by Malcolm Gladwell. Mmm. You ever heard of it? No. It's a really really good read. It's kind of a personal growth book, but it's not like, do this, do this, do this. It's just more of a collection of stories about... So the term, Outliers, basically he goes through these stories of um, people or things or events that have been extraordinary outliers, like outside of the norm.
0: Oh, oh.
1: And one of the things he talks about is this town in Italy that had an insanely high life expectancy compared to everywhere else in the world. And there's only one other place that... They could match, match it to, and it was this small town in Pennsylvania, and then he figured out that the people from this town in Italy, their ancestors had moved to this town in Pennsylvania, and basically recreated this culture of community where everyone lived for the community, essentially.
0: Oh, wow.
1: So it was like this. Element, this factor of community that created this huge experience and this long life ex- life expectancy and quality of life and all this stuff.
2: Incredible. Wow. Yeah. So that so, so it sounds to me like having that sort of community experience. They were all just all, like an all for one and one for all kind of community, like helping each other out, and being there for each other, and wow, that is incredible. I could definitely imagine a life to, life expectancy being expanded with that kind of oh, yeah. community, because holy cow, I almost think too that this just popped in my brain, maybe a part of life, to life expectancy too, maybe an additional thing to that just popped in my brain is maybe the, the kind of purpose of life that maybe some people have. Like if they're like, well, I just lost my purpose in life. Or, you know, one of the big things yeah. that we always hear about is like, that's the thing is like uh, we, that keeps us driving is, is that purpose, having that purpose. Right. And perhaps by being in a community like that, I can imagine everyone being inspired and encouraged to be the best version of themselves. Now, holy moly, if that's the case and everybody's doing that for everybody, wow. Now people are challenged and excited and inspired to go further and farther with their imaginations and creations and inventions. Oh, my God. That would just be. Could you imagine that? The entire community. So you got the guys who are the engineers. You got the guys who are the scientists. You got the, you know, anyone who's a, 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 an imagineer. Anyone who's an idea person. They're all getting together, creating all this awesome stuff for the community. Right. And you got all the people who are awesome with, um, um, gardening and, or even historical stuff. Those people getting together and maybe writing the newsletters for the town. You know, <laughs> about about historical facts or, um. You know, making awesome landscape in the town, and and making sure that everyone is well fed because every house has a garden in the backyard. I mean, dude, that that could be phenomenal. Yeah, that would be interesting to find out what exactly that town was and actually visit it and see. Right. See what that would be like. Yep. Now, does it still exist? Did he say if it still exists? I think so. I don't
1: know for sure.